Now it's time for a breakdown. You're listening to Gap to Gap, brought to you by The Breakdown. Three, two. Pebbles drill deep to left field. Going back choice. Looking up. See ya. 3,000. History with an exclamation point. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Swing and a drive to deep right, away back, goal! Jason Giambi has done it! 80 of these bad boys. 80 of them. Eight zero. What is up? 8-0. Episode number 80. I'm Tommy, he's 7. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing much better than uh, most of the Mets front office right now. Most of the Mets front office. I would say... You're doing better than most of the Mets front office. I'm not doing as well as Fernando Tatis is. Yeah, I mean, money, money is money. We'll we'll get into that, but I, I you know, I would love through what is it, three hundred forty million dollars. Yeah, um, you're you seem to be burning as I as I'm lighting up a candle. That is what you call a pun. Um, oh. oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. You seem to be burning on the Mets. Why don't you go off about what about this new information to this just awful situation that is the most uh, not classic Mets, but classic Mets um, hand in glove Mets Mets story ever? Go off, my friend. Yeah, so you know the the Mets can't catch a break. Um, we gave them, I think it was a week. We were actually like, you know what, the Mets seem to be turning it around. We're in on the Mets, and then. Uh, sexual harassment reared its ugly head along with GameStop, but we're going to be focusing on the. Uh, I petitioned to be on the Mets uh, bandwagon, and I was uh, like, my credit card declined, and. Do you want to run I that again? <laughs> I no, I, I I would not like to run that again because I would argue I am on the right side of history here. Yeah, it's um, this is a, it's a rough start to 2021 for them. Um. If I so, we've had allegations now come out, and I think we can still call them allegations. I'm not sure if they've been found to be true or. It's going to be allegations unless it goes to trial. So okay, allegations. So I'm using that right, um, but we've had some allegations come out against recently fired uh, general manager Jared Porter, uh, as as well as uh, previous manager uh, Mickey Calloway. Both of them seem to have uh, been, you know. Don Draper, for all intents and purposes, in the clubhouse. Uh, It's just recently come out now. The Athletic reported on Wednesday that three other women who had worked for the Mets reported disturbing exchanges between themselves and former Mets hitting performance coordinator Ryan Ellis. Uh, This goes back to 2018. I believe he was with the Cubs at this point. Mm -hmm. Either way, his quote, one employee told the athletic was he said i stare at your ass all the time if only i could have 15 minutes alone with you so kind of i would argue that 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 probably not a good thing to have 15 minutes alone with in that situation 
Yeah, see, he's doing it all wrong because everyone knows it's seven minutes of heaven. And if you go past the seven minutes of heaven, you are now declaring yourself a sexual predator. Uh, and I'm not condoning any of this, by the way. That was just a terrible joke. But yeah, that was that was that was misplaced. Misplaced. <laughs> but either way, I will say this: this seems to be par for the course. I don't know what goes on when the Mets are interviewing anyone for any type of role at this point, because we've seen the general manager, tip of the iceberg, to the manager who's commanding the troops, and now to the hitting coordinator. Um, you know, I have to I have to imagine at this point it's like, so we're gonna run a background check. Is anything going to come anything? up? Is anything going to come up? And they're just going to go, and the guy's going to be like, no. And it's like, are you sure? No. <laughs> well, no. So I think moving forward, that's probably, it could probably be like, all right, like, we really need to know. Because. Do you, I, do you promise? Like, pinky swear on this one. Because the, the fact that this is continuously popping up for this fucking organization is bonkers to me. Uh, like I'm, I'm honestly waiting at this point to find out that Tim Tebow was not with the Lord. If that do not sense. disparage the name of Major League Legend Timothy Tebow. I know. Um, that's a great segue into the next point because Tim Tebow has announced his retirement from the game of baseball. You know, you always remember where you were at when your favorite baseball player retires. Unfortunately, Tim Tebow wasn't anybody's favorite baseball player, so we're all going to forget this moment in about a week. Um, it does stink that this experiment never came to fruition, in my opinion at least. I mean, what, what were your thoughts on Tim Tebow, the baseball player? I mean, Tim Tebow, the baseball player, was never... I, I never had too much stock into it, but... It's kind of sad when you think about it. Like, it really is. This this guy was a Heisman winner. He's clearly a champion. What he did at the SEC in Florida and at the collegiate level for football. First round pick goes to the Broncos. Actually, doesn't play terrible. Gets them to the playoffs. Playoff win. Playoff win. Yeah. Um, against the Steelers. That's right. Yeah, I forgot it was against the Steelers. But you know, he's he's tasted success in pretty much everywhere he's gone. Uh, regardless of how you think of him as the prototypical quarterback. You know what's interesting, and like, quick sidebar, I wonder what Tebow would have been like coming out of the draft in today's game. And I say that because of some of the quarterbacks that we've seen come out of the draft. Oh, okay. I thought we're transitioning to football here for a second. I thought you were talking about like like now. Like, um, the game hasn't changed that much since 2016. Well, I'm just saying, like, T- Tebow could never throw. Lamar Jackson still can't throw. Uh, like, I, I argue that you could probably find a spot for him on a team. Like, I imagine the Bron- – like, kind of ironic. The Broncos could probably use a guy like Tim Tebow right now. Um, but, again, like, this, <laughs> this, is a, this is a baseball podcast. We will we'll leave that one for the Burrs. But just – it's kind of funny to think about. Like, fast forward, you know, 10 years, maybe not the worst fucking quarterback we've ever seen considering some of the shit that we've seen come out of the league since then. <clears throat> Blaine Gabbert. But – you know, there's there's always a spot for someone like that. But anyway, goes goes to baseball, goes to the Mets. I never looked at him as someone that was going to impact the major league level. But it's got it's kind of sad when you think about it. Like he's always exceeded or excelled at what he's done in some type, way, form, or another. Um, and you kind of expected him to do something to scrape the surface at, at a major league roster. Never quite did it. Kind of floundered. But you know, from 
what what everyone knows about him, what everyone's seen from you know the the TV persona, he seems like a pretty authentic dude. He seems like a good guy. So I just kind of feel bad for him. Me too. Um, I mean, 2018. If I told you these stats weren't from an NFL quarterback, I mean, he hit uh, he hit 273, had six bombs, 36 RBI. OPS of 734. I mean, 2018 was was by and large his best season at Double Double A Binghamton. Yeah. I mean, Tim Tebow, man, end of an era, end of an era, end of a meme. Yeah, officially the end of the era. I don't think he's gonna try hockey or something now. So I think we can finally say, for all intents and purposes, this the experiment of Tim Tebow trying out different professional sports is finally dead and buried. Would you consider it a failed experiment? No, I wouldn't. Um, I mean, so here's the thing. I don't recall him actually being... Did he play baseball in college? E- no. So, not a field Wait, experiment. hang on. Let me let me confirm that. Yeah, let's confirm that real quick. Because if, if he had no prior, you know, collegiate experience... Like, I'm sure he played in high school. But if he had no prior collegiate experience or playing at a high level like that... Um, I would consider No, this, he didn't. He yeah. only played two seasons of high school baseball. So that's a success right there. The fact that the guy made it to double A and Holy shit. Like I said, he's been successful at every endeavor of his life. Um so yeah, I would I would say this is a success. He hit four ninety four as a high school junior. Jeez, probably should have stuck with baseball. God, I mean, he won a Heisman, so... Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget that he, he did that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. Like, he, he really has been just a success story everywhere he's gone. So I would call this a, a success. And it's different. We have to look at it through the lens of a baseball person. Um, this isn't, you know, you don't reap the rewards one to two years after you sign or after you get drafted. It, it's a long fucking process and especially yeah. with so many levels in the minor leagues uh actually the minor leagues just announced there's only going to be i forget how many four true teams. levels yeah four true levels getting, now i think they're getting rid of like high a mid a short season a rookie ball and it's just going to be it's going to be high a a uh high a single double triple i think honestly it's about time yeah agreed like, Agreed. I know that we have always been kind of championing the minor league system, but it got way too convoluted. Heck, like, I, I'm part of a, a of a group of people that buy a different minor league hat every one, once a month to support minor league teams. No, I know. It's just... And it it's, money's the so, waters. Exactly. Exactly. So, I, I'm all for supporting the minor leagues. However, there is... No need to have a million levels and just constantly going through it. And and so many guys get lost in the sauce there. Exactly. And it's like the, they're not getting paid enough anyway to justify them being able to say that they played for an MLB organization. If you're eight, if you're eight levels of separation to get to the major leagues, can you really call yourself a professional baseball player? Like I, I say that like... <sighs> I say that in jest, but at the same time, it's like, oh, I played for, you know, the fucking, like... You could just say, hey, I played in the in the, the Twins system. No, I mean, you could. It's just, 
Did you? Yeah, if you did, you did. <laughs> I guess, but if you're playing for like a team that takes the field ten times a year for like intra squad, I don't know. Like, I just yeah, I, that's fair. That's like, fair. That because that's what some of these fucking leagues were at the end of the day. Yeah, that's fair. All right, everybody's reporting for pitchers and catchers, and I'll tell you what, it feels overdue. It is overdue. It's. You know, it feels more overdue because we had that little snafu in 2020 where they just kind of stopped everything and put the world on hold. So what this, happened? Uh, this little fucking virus kind of, it's, you know. What? There's, it's a virus. Sounds yeah. serious. Sounds really, really, <laughs> really bad. Um, <laughs> by all accounts, it still is really, really, really bad. But this actually felt good to see, you know, them report on time. They're expecting to play a full season. The COVID, like in all seriousness, the COVID thing is it's still there. Uh, the vaccine's getting rolled out. Players, confirmed still there. Confirmed still there. Probably not going anywhere. So at this point, it's like okay, let's just fucking deal with it and we'll move forward um, because you, you can't stop sports anymore. Like we yeah. want a full season. Uh, I thought the sixty game sprint was fun, but I don't want to do that again. Like, I, I don't want to do it again, but I also don't know if I want um, a full 162. I'm I here for the, the I wouldn't full. Be, I wouldn't be opposed to 120. I like it. I like the 162. I just I want to feel like we're back to normal in some way, shape, or form. And this is the first step in my eyes. Like The fact that we have every team reporting for a full season on time oh, in yeah. February. This feels... Like a normal off season, um, and I'm all about that. Oh yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm saying as a permanent change. Well, let's see how it goes in 2021. Let's see what the revenue looks like because that's all the owners care about anyway. They got to make as much money as they want. Um, but I, in a, in a sense, I, I I understand what you're saying. It would you know make it a little bit more interesting, so we don't have those dead months of you know end of May like going into middle June where it's just like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are we watching here? Um, but yeah, so anyway, I think this is great. We have very, very early preliminary over-under totals that I think yep. we should get into. Let's do it. Let's jump right into it with the AL East. We'll start at the top. These are, by the way, according to, uh, or from the score, Jason Wilson and Simon Sharkey Gottlieb uh, from Baseball Prospectus released its Picota. Uh, projections for the 2021 season. So we'll start in the AL East. Yankees, your Yankees at 97 wins. Over or under? Uh, I'm going to take the under on that one. I am as well. Not that the Yankees won't be a good team. I just think that 97 is an aggressive number. Yeah, I just... There's way too many question marks with that team. Um, and it's... Like, it sounds cliche, but it's all about injuries. Not Like, they cannot stay healthy. So 97 is too high for them. The Yankees, have, you're right, they just have not been able to stay healthy, um, and, and that is a big issue for them, and I'm, I'm piggybacking on that. Yeah, good good one there. Rays at 86. I want to take the over. I, like, I'm sick of betting against this team. I will take the over on them. I know they've had a lot of you know departures, uh, key players especially, but I don't want to count them out because every time I count them out, they come back to fuck me at the end. So I will take the over on 86. I am counting them out. You can't get over 86 without Blake Snell with Randy Rosarena in uh, legal issues. 
I, I don't like the toxicity of this club. I think they're going to be an 84. I think they'll be above 500, but below 86. Okay. Blue Jays at 85. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go under here as well. I'm going to go 80. I think they're going to be an, a, a perfect 81 and 81. I kind of like the number 85. Like, I, that's a push for me. I, I think 85 is like, that's what if I perfect. Went, so if it was 85 and a half, you'd say under? Yeah, I would. Interesting. Uh, Red Sox, 80 wins. I'm going to take the over here. I, yeah, I mean, this is tough. Um, I want to see what they do with the rest of their off season. I know, but that's the thing because we have to do it now. So <laughs> I am project. You're right, but I am projecting the Red Sox make at least one more move, and they they go over. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with that. I will say this. I, I, I kind of like what you're you're saying right now. If the Red Sox were able to sign a guy like Trevor Rosenthal, per chance, um, I would like them at more than 80 wins. I'm but with you there. Right now, I have them at under eighty ones. Okay, as the roster sits right now, and yeah, as the roster I'll, sits I'll, right I'll, now, I will I will echo that. I think they're going to make another move before uh, we hit opening day. But and for that, I'm taking the over. But if if they go into 2021 with the current roster as it sits, under is safe. Uh, the Orioles last in the AL East at sixty six wins. I mean that has them. Not hitting a hundred losses, and I don't see that happening. I'm going under. This is a hundred loss team. Yeah. Fuck. Um. I'm just trying to think, like, because I'm 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 thinking of the other really bad teams. They might be the yeah. That's an under. They 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 are the worst of of they are the worst of the American League. Yeah, I'm with you there. AL Central. We'll uh, go, keep going. We'll move quick. Twins at 91. Under. I hate that. You like the under for 91. Mm-hmm. I don't know what win total is going to win the Central this year, though. That's the thing. The I Twins. Know. The Twins. I mean, I, you got to figure this is the year that Nelson Cruz comes back down to earth. I still don't know who's going to pitch for them, especially because they lost J- Jake Odorizzi. Yeah, that's why I don't like him because there's there's nothing on this team like they didn't get better in any area. They, yeah, I'm going under. I'm going they under. Seemingly got worse, so under. I've talked myself into it. They're going under. The Indians with an aggressive 86. They're gonna go way under that. I was gonna say you can take that one away. I'm I'm under on them. Yeah, I mean no Lindor, no Carrasco. Um, Bieber is, is there, but but I mean. I, I don't know if I, we can expect a repeat Cy Young from him. Jose Ramirez is going to have no protection in that lineup. Sick, you signed uh, Ben Gamble and Eddie Rosario. Good for you. But, oh, and, and Billy Hamilton. <laughs> I mean. A lot of speed without mean? a lot of contact. Doesn't help. Yeah, exactly. Twins are at 83. This is the easiest over I've seen so far. White Sox, you meant. Did I say Twins? Yeah. White Sox. White Sox are 83. That's the easiest over I've seen so far. They're going to be a 92-win team. I will say this. White Sox at 83, that's a mortal lock. Um, just bet the house on that one. That's, that's an yeah. over waiting to happen. Agreed. Royals are at 71. This is an interesting one to me. I think the Royals are going to be a 75-win team. I think they're going to be over. I actually I like the over on this one because I think the Indians are going to be really, really bad. Um 
And I don't mean that as like disrespect. I just I'm looking so at the division. So if you were to flip the, do you think flipping their over unders is fair? No, because they're not an 86 win team. Based on the over unders that are that are posted here, they're they're definitely not an 86 win team. But they're definitely better than 71, which is what they're giving them. So yeah, I, I like them at like 75, 75 wins. I, I could do that. Yep, that's where I got them as well. Tigers are at 67. This is the right number for me. This is a push number for me. Yeah, this is. This is tough. Um, again, it's dependent on how bad you think the Indians are going to be in this division. I think play- the Indians are going to be atrocious. I think I think that's the thing. I think the Indians, Royals, and Tigers are going to beat the hell out of each other. And that's fair. it's going to up and bring down all their win totals. That's very fair. So, yeah, I could see that. Uh, 60, yeah, I, I, think, I think 67 is a true push for the Tigers. That's 67 and 95. That seems like the right number for the Tigers this year. Yeah, I would say so. Let's go to the AL West. The Astros are at 93. I think the media continues to hype up the Astros. The, 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 the what's it called? The handicappers are, are, are thinking this team's better than it is. This is an under for me. They're a, they're a 90 win team, not 93. I don't even think they cracked 90, to be honest. Really? I mean, they have to, if you think of it, like, just looking at all the other teams, like, Someone has to get ninety ones in that division, so yeah, probably. But I don't, I don't like them as a good team. I think they're favored by the division they play in. I don't think they're a great team. I think ninety three is too high. They don't have any like they've lost so much. Their best pitcher is still out. And no Springer. No Springer. It, there's just no. I mean, Correa and Altuve are going to have to carry that team. You get Michael Brantley back, so so sweet, but. Yeah, I mean, oh, man. that's that's a thing though. Like, I don't, I don't know if this is a great team because they like, yeah, they're gonna play their division a shit ton. We know that, but they still have to play the Yankees. They still have to play the Rays, the White Sox. Like, they have to play these good teams in the in the league. And I don't know how they stack up against them right now. So I take the under. I'm gonna take the under. I think 90 is the right number. I the question is, do you think they win the division? Uh, no, I think the A's do. I think they win the division by default because I don't see any. Well, it's gonna. I'm, I'm gonna c- contradict myself with my next one. The Angels, 87. I think it's the year the Angels string it together. I'm gonna say under 87. I don't. I just don't like their pitching. Their pitching always scares me. Their pitching always scares me as well. But I think this is the year they finally get it right. Didn't they add something like a, a bigger name? Um, I don't remember anyone I, I again this could just be like recency bias because i haven't seen them in the news you know recently but uh i think they're largely the same if they can get another year out of dylan bundy that they got in a shortened season like last year and he can carry that for the whole season then i kind of like them but again you're betting on a lot with a guy like that who up until last season has shown that he's pretty average as a starter in this league. Oh, they they added Dexter Fowler. That's what I'm thinking of. I don't think he's going to He doesn't. For, he doesn't. Yeah. They also add uh Alex Cobb, eh. Jose Quintana, eh. Dylan Bundy, they avoid arbitration. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> I I do think I still I like this is a whole lot of eh, but I do think this is the year they they get it together. I'm, I'm, I'm saying over, but not by much. 89? 89 for the Angels? Uh, athletics, this is the easy... I take it back what I said about the White Sox. This is the easiest one. They have the, the White... The, 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 wow, fuck me. They have the A's at 80 wins going under 500. Hammer that over, right? 
Yeah, that's a good over to hammer. Um, because I think they're better than the Angels, and personally, I think they're better. Than, I think they're the best team in this division, and I don't think it's like by a mile. Um, but I like them to win the division. I think they're at least a ninety-one team. I know they've lost some some pieces, but I again, this is a team for me. It's like the Rays. It doesn't matter what they lose because they always seem to string it together when it counts the yep. most. Like they're not going to start out hot. We know that about the A's. They are a very slow team, but once they get going, they are deadly. Agreed. I'm with you 100 percent there. Uh, the Mariners are at 70. This is another one. It seems like an over, but not by much. I'm taking the over because I took. <laughs> I kind of like the Mariners this year. They got reigning rookie of the year. Don't do it. You do this to yourself, I feel, every year. I know, because they can hit the piss out of the ball in April when no one cares. Um. <laughs> do you remember when they, they were 11-1? and one, They walked into the clubhouse with shirts that said Mariners, and then they went, <laughs> they, they went on a dumb stretch, like 9-30 and 30 or some shit like that. Yeah, they're, they're, they're bad. I mean, they're, they are a bad team, but... I kind of, like listen. I think they're better than seventy wins. I like the addition bringing back James Paxton. I don't think he's an ace anymore by any means, but I like having a veteran guy like that on that staff with Justice Sheffield, with some of these other younger arms that they have coming through. Jared Kalenic, I still think is probably a year away, uh, but necessity. If that ha- if he knocks on the door early and often, and they're within striking distance, because this division is not great. Like we we should just be honest. This is not a powerhouse division. So if the Mariners can get it clicking with those young pieces off the bat and they're in a spot to contend maybe, you know, by mid-June, I like them to keep the momentum. I don't think by any means they're going to be aggressive buyers, but I think they're going to give the kids a shot. And if they can put it together, I like them more than 70 wins. I don't I don't hate their pitching as much as I did last year. The bullpen still sucks, but again, it's a bad division. They're going to play the Rangers a lot. They're going to play the Angels a lot. I think they can beat the Astros in a couple games. It's a toss-up for you know some of those teams. So I like the Mariners more than 70 wins. Yeah, I'm with you there. Agreed. I'm, I'm with you on the over 70 for the Mariners. Um, I, I think it's a, not as significant as you, but I'm with it. Rangers at 67. This is such an interesting number for me. This is. Uh, I'm taking... I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go over, yes. but not by much, like 68, 69. Yeah. Could be a nice team. Um, could be could be a nice year. Could be a, could be a real nice year. Um, I, I mean, I, I, part of me wants to say, who cares? It's the Rangers. They are a bad team. I mean, they're I, a bad I, team. I'll say that first. But they're not a hundred losses bad. No, they're not a hundred losses bad. They're a bad, bad team. Um, they lost pretty much everyone. So. I'm actually talking myself right now into saying under. I think maybe they might be like a game or two under. I like 65, 66 wins as as how I'm like looking at it right now. I'm gonna go over, but just because I don't like my I don't like flipping going flippy floppy with my gut. Going to the NL, the Mets, 96 wins. Oof. That's too high, right? Way too high. That's way okay. too high. That okay? My gut was way too high, but yeah. I mean, good enough. I mean, they get they get Lindor, Carrasco, and James McCann. Um, I think they'll win the division, but not enough. That is not by not ninety six wins. Good. No, and when we talk about a division that's going to just beat up on each other, 
I think the NL East is probably the most competitive division. I don't mean that they're the best division. I think they're the most competitive because I think there's a lot of parity in this division. I think the Mets realistically are probably the best on paper heading in. However, the Nationals got better. The Braves stay the same mostly, but they got better in the pitching rotation with the addition of Morton. The Marlins, that's a that's the one that's a, that's going to be a bit of a um, that's really the quagmire here because if the Marlins play like they did down the stretch in 2020 and they carry that into 21, because remember we didn't see Starling Marte at all in the postseason, and they mm-hmm. gave, and they that was their big acquisition at the deadline last year. So if he can play a full season, I let, like and I'm jumping the gun here. I'm, I don't want to jump the shark too much, but I think when you put all these teams together, I think the Phillies are the worst team in this division. But I I think they're all going to beat up on each other. I don't like the Mets at 96 because I don't think any team here is going to run away with it. I'm with you there. Yeah, I'm with you there. I I don't know. Like it's it, it's under. It's under. Na- Nationals 85. I, I'm moving on before I talk myself out of it. Nationals 85. Um, that's, that's another good. No- I think this is a push. That's I think it's a push. I'm fine with pushing. And like, you get a guy like Josh Bell, uh, an aging arm in John Lester. I think health is going to be the 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 number one um, main point for the Nats. I think if they stay healthy, they they have a better opportunity to go over than under. But I'm saying push because in case they run into health. That's true. I like the Lester signing a lot, though, because they're asking him to be a four at most. I mean, yeah, he's not going to be... There's not going to be too much on his plate. They can probably skip his turn in the rotation early or late in the season, depending on how they want to shake it up. Uh, I love the Schwarber signing for them, too. I love Oh, that I forgot signing. they got Schwarber. But, again, I think 85 is probably a push because that's where I have them as, like, a ceiling. I don't think... Like, like I said, I don't think any team in this division is going to run away with it. I like the Nationals at 85. I would push. All right. Phillies at 83. I am I think they're a 500 team. Yeah, I, got them. I have them at 81. I think they're under 83. I think they're going to be the worst team in this division. Quite wow. I, I, I forgot how high you are on the Marlins. I'm not, It's like I'm high on them just because of what they showed last year. And I know there was expanded playoffs. I know that helped them. But the Phillies had expanded playoffs too, and the Phillies have pretty much the same team coming back. That's and true. They were terrible, and I know you have a full season; you can make up ground if you get off to a slow start. I don't like this team. I think this this team might have the worst pitching in all of baseball, and I, I don't mean that as hyperbole. I think they have one of Do the. They still have Jake Arrieta. No, I think he went back to the Cubs, or he's going back to the Cubs. So wow. you have Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. And then after that, it's just, you know, it's a bunch of Jags. I, they are the most top-heavy team I can think of in recent memory where they just put all their chips into offense. And I don't see another team as lopsided as that as the Phillies with high projections like this. So I, I think the Phillies are closer to, like, in the mid-70s if we're really going to round it out. Wow. I mean... Yeah, there we go. Officially official, Jake Arrieta signs with the Cubs. When did that happen? Why? Why did that happen? Like today? I think it happened like in the last forty-eight hours. Yeah, two fifteen. There you go. Look at me. Completely, <laughs> completely missed that. <laughs> um, Braves at eighty-two. I take the over on this one. I I got the over there as well. That's um, an easy one. Yeah, 
I mean, they're just good. They're just good, flat out. Marlin 68, you clearly like the over. Yep. I also like the over. I think I they made the playoffs last year, and, and 68, granted, I don't care if it's a 60-game 60 60 season, they're going to win more than 68 games with a, with, a, with a, the same young, hungry roster. Yeah, and we get a full season of Starling Marte. Again, I like this team a lot. Yep, agreed. Going to the Central, Brewers at 89, under. I'm taking the under on that one. I just, I, I, I played the, my fun with the Brewers. I, I, I went all the way in on them. I am now out. Cubs. I should be. Um... I should be. 80, <laughs> Cubs at 85. I, I don't see who's winning this division. Cubs at 85, under. Under. Under 85 for the Cubs. Under 85 for the Cubs. Um, clearly, the Cubs... The Cubs probably did the this most. This division stinks, bro. This division does suck, and you think, dude, the the Cubs in a year where the division is shaping out like this, the Cubs really took the wrong time to hit the reset button. Yep. Um, I mean, this they did this before the Cardinals traded for Noel Arenado. Keep in mind, like things were looking this way prior to the Cardinals making some noise. So the Cubs really kind of pissed away a golden opportunity. I just don't fucking get it. The, uh, the Cubs stink, bro. They stink out loud. They're terrible. All right. Uh, Cardinals, 81. This is stapled. Signed, sealed, delivered. The easiest one in here. 81 wins. Over, over, over. If the if the White Sox was a mortal lock, this is a mortal lock, mortal key. Throw it away. Don't even think about it. Mortal combat. <laughs> <laughs> This, dude, I honestly think the Cardinals, I'm looking at the National League as a whole, and I'm looking at who the Cardinals play the most, and it's this division. The Cardinals potentially are a 100-win team. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm like You could probably stretch this out, the Cardinals over by 20, and still feel good about it. So, I love this over. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, Reds, 79. I think they're going to be over. I think I, this is another 81-win team to me. I kind of this is eh, this is tough for me. I I like them at over seventy nine, but it's maybe by a game or two, maybe. Yeah, agreed. Like if, if this number was like, here's the thing, you know, this is just how my brain works. You could put this at seventy nine and a half, and I'd still feel confident in the over. But if you put it at eighty, I would triple look at this thing. Yeah, it, they're a weird team this year. Um, it's a, it's amazing the difference one year can make. Because going into last offseason, prior to COVID and all that shit happening, everyone was hot on the Reds because of the pitching rotation. You yep. take the Cy Young out of it, they are largely a mediocre team. Yeah, very much. Very much so. Last in the division, the Pirates at 61. Under. This might be the worst team in baseball. This is a minor league team. This I, team stinks out loud. This is the worst team I've, I've seen in professional baseball since the really bad Astros of, like, almost 10 years ago now. The um, projection is that they go 61-101, and 101, and I don't think they reach that. They might win 50 games. This, who, what was the record? The Astros, did they win, like, 49 or something? Something like that. This might... I, this team stinks out loud, bro. This is this is a bad, bad team. Um, again, the Pir- they traded everyone, everyone, and it's not like they got much back in return either. Like we're not no. talking like 
they got blue chips back or major league ready talent. Like this is if you're if you're a Pittsburgh fan, I, I'm really sorry for you because you're looking at probably the next ten years of scraping the bottom, hoping to get to like sixty five wins. Like this yep. is just a bad fucking organization. Speaking of bad spots to be, if you're not the Dodgers, the NL West. The Dodgers' projection is 103. Is it crazy to say, like, the over makes sense for them, though? It does, and I don't like that. Like, I, I mean, I, you have you have Bauer, you have Kershaw, you have Mookie, you still have Jock Peterson, Cody Bellinger. No, not Jock Peterson. You have Cody Bellinger. I'm looking more at this. So let, let's talk about this rotation real quick. This team's fucking nasty. This might be the best pitching rotation that we've seen from the turn of the century. And, again, look at their top three. But I'm more interested in who rounds out the rotation because they got options. Like, this isn't like, oh, their they're starting five is awesome, barring an injury. Like, no, they got options, dude. Like, you have David Price, Arias, um, May. You have all these young arms ready to go, aside from Price, who I just mentioned. But all these guys could and should be able to I would say compete at a high level regardless of the role they're in to start the season if an injury happens there's a next man up mentality like they have so many options at their disposal the back end of their bullpen's nasty too with Jan you got Jansen you got Trinan yeah they got two former all-star closers Um, fuck this team's nasty you got Corey Nebel, Nebel. Is it Knebel or Net? Knebel, that's what it is from yeah. the Brewers. Yep. So, so, so three former All Stars. This team is fucking gross. Yeah. Uh, I, they're going like to hit the over. I hate that they're going to hit the over, but they're going to hit the over. Yep. Uh, Padres at ninety six. I think this is also an over. Mm. I I'm gonna I don't feel that confident in in the really. I I don't. Um. You need me to remind you who they uh, you're, you want to talk pitching. You got Clevenger that's going to get healthy. You Darvish, Blake Snell, Mark Melanson, Chris Paddock. I I know what the pitching looks like. I've looked at their bullpen and their rotation. It's insane top to bottom. No one's disputing that. My bigger issue lies with their offense. Because after yeah. after Tatis and Machado, and I'm saying Tatis is a generational talent so far in his career. He's still very young. He hasn't hit any type of you know wall or anything. I I think he's for real. My issue is with the rest of the team around him. When Will we look Myers, at guys, Tommy Pham? Like Tommy Pham, okay, so at best you're going to get like a 265 hitter. He might hit 15 home runs, and he might drive in 70. He might. I like Tommy Pham a lot. I like him a lot too, but I don't think like this is like if we're comparing them to the Dodgers. The Dodgers are clearly oh yeah team by miles. I'm not saying I'm not saying they're on the Dodgers level, but I think they're gonna be a 98-99 win team. Ah, uh, I, I don't know because I'm I'm looking at the rest of the line like Eric Hosmer, Will Myers, like all these guys they brought in previous to be like the guy, and the, and it hasn't worked out. Like the pressure's on them too. Like they keep making these moves. Eventually. That's fair. Eventually, they're going to have to show up, and they still haven't, and they keep making these big blockbuster moves, hoping that one of them is going to pay off. And it just reminds me of the 2011 Philadelphia Eagles, the dream team. Not saying that anyone's saying that they are the dream team on the, on the that team. Is a, that and, is a random 
projection or a comp to pull out of fucking nowhere. I just like I don't like it when a team like they're built from trades that, and free agency. That's fine. That's fine. But who the fuck brings up the 2011 Philadelphia Eagles? I just I always think of that when I, when I see a team like this. That's just like like it, it looks like something like a 12 year old you know just created from a fucking baseball simulation in his basement. Like I, that is insane of you, my friend. I just I like them as a playoff team. I don't think they're going to go over ninety six wins. This, if anything, this is a push for me. Okay, that's fine. Uh, D backs seventy nine. I don't see anything good about the Diamondbacks right now. I have them under. I have them under. I have have them under as well. Um, Mad Bum is the only bright spot, and he might not even be a bright spot. No, because they have to make sure he's not trying out for Fox Team Racing. Like you got to keep him off an ATV, and that's it's been tough to do with him. Um, oh, that's funny. I don't I don't like this team. Uh, I think they suck, so I take the under on the seventy nine. Uh, Giants are at seventy five. This is another team that stinks. They stink, but they st- like they look like they stink more than they actually stink. Um, that's fair. I think they're better than seventy five wins. I I would put their ceiling at five hundred. Like. I think 81 wins for them is, you know, their absolute ceiling, but I don't think 75 is the floor either. I think they're right in that, that weird sweet spot. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go under because that's their ceiling. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, Rockies, 60 games. Mm, oh, fun. I, I'm going to say, uh, I don't know, Jim. I'm gonna say over because they're listing the Rockies as worse than the Pirates, and that's just not the that's not true at all. Um, that's fair. That's fair. At least the Rockies can score some fucking runs. Like they should be able to at least. Should be and the what's it called help the the um the elevation help helps. Name a Pir- uh, Rockies pitcher for me. Uh, Kyle Freeland. Kyle Freeland is still there. Remember when I thought Kyle Freeland was gonna be the Cy Young? That was fun. But then again, he did get votes a couple years ago, so you're not totally to blame for that. Yeah, but still, I'm an idiot. All right, let's go projections. AL Cy Young, who you got? Um, AL Cy Young. I was thinking about this before we recorded, and this is actually like really tough. Uh, yeah, there's no way. All the good pitchers are in the NL now. I guess Giolito. I like Giolito. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, fuck it. Beeb's going to repeat. I know I said he Ooh, wasn't going to repeat. okay. I know I said earlier that he wasn't going to, but, like, I mean, he's the most, I think he's the most dominant AL arm. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not a bad pick at all. NL? NL Cy Young gets a little bit more tricky for me. Yep. Uh, by a lot. I like Strasburg, personally. Ooh. I like Blake Snell. Also not a bad one. Um, and it, that's a pitcher's park. That's true. Uh, I, I just like Strasburg because I think Strasburg is going to come back with a fucking vengeance this year. That's fair. That is a, that is 100% fair. We're also discounting Scherzer. Yeah, I, I think Scherzer's best is behind him at this point. You do? Yeah. That's fair. I'm with you there. Or I'm not with you, but I, 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 I hear you. AL MVP. AL MVP. I'm going to do a little hometown cooking because if he can stay healthy, I think this is the year. Uh, Aaron Judge. That was going to be my pick. 
Really? I was I was gonna I was gonna give you some love, and and, and give you Aaron Judge as my AL MVP pick. I took him already. I, you did indeed. So I will go different. Um, fuck. Luis Robert. <laughs> oh, you did go different. I I I was trying to think of who's gonna thump in that uh in that White Sox lineup, and I'm going with Luis Robert. I like it. That's I like that a lot actually. Um, not as much as I like Aaron Judge for the MVP. Yeah, but. I, I'm I'm with you on the Aaron Judge, but I went I went different. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're different. NL MVP. Nolan Arenado. Yeah, I, I fuck. We're on the same on that too. Um, Ronald Acuna Jr. Also not a bad pick. The, the NL is loaded. Like, the NL is so good this year. It's so good. It's um, the old school LeBron can't win in the Eastern Conference. Or can't win in the Western Conference. This is a... This league is fucking stacked. Um, you know who we didn't talk about in those award talks? Who's that? Newly breaded up Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh, we didn't, yeah. Could have factored into that projection a little bit, actually. It did. It did for me as well. I think he's not playing as he won't play as hard anymore. Same same reason I didn't pick Lindor. Yeah, I. Here's the thing with the Tatis deal, and you and I were talking about it before we started recording. I'm not a huge fan for player or team when the contract is this long, and when you're talking. We've talked about we've talked about this before. We have. And these deals are just insane to think about. That, like, there are kids that will be freshmen in high school being born today that won't see the end of this contract. I know. Um, or that, w- that will, I'm sorry, there's kids that will be freshmen in, co- in high school by the time the end of this contract rolls around. That was a horribly worded way to word that, but we out here. I actually knew what you were saying, though, so it's, it's kind of okay. Um, at least for me. Uh yeah, I don't, I don't like these deals at all. And until the terms actually come out and we see, because I'm sure there's options, there's probably a player option or a team option or something. There has to be something baked in there so that they're not married to each other for that long. Um, mm-hmm. Because actual marriages probably last longer than these fucking contracts. Hello. And I, everyone's like, oh, what a steal! Like, three, it's only three hundred forty million. It's like, dude, that's still three hundred forty million dollars, and. I don't care about the money so much as the length of the term. And we saw what happened with the Marlins and Stanton. And I think teams are are wise to that now. Like if Tatis Mm -hmm. gets hurt or if something happens or he's unhappy, we just saw a play out with Arenado as well. If, you know, he, he kind of has the chips now to, to fuck the the Padres over. uh, Should he choose to do so? Cause I'm sure what happened was it was a player option. You don't sign something like that as a player unless you have some type of control within the deal so i'm speculating i just don't like this because it's going to end messy and it's and i think teams are wising they're going to be wise to this by the time like this happens where he has to be traded or he has to be dealt because the padres can't afford this the whole way through if they want to sign everyone else on this team so i don't like it i think it's a foolish move good for tatis getting his money but I think this is just a foolish, foolish move. Uh, I don't. He's definitely not going to live out the whole contract. I shouldn't say live out. He's not going to play out the whole contract. Yeah. Uh, t- poor, poor choice of words by me. Um, I just, I just think this is stupid, and I think that the Padres are going to find themselves holding the bag at some point soon. Agreed. Um, 
you mentioned Stanton being the go-to one. Mine is Albert Pujols. Ooh, that's a good one too, actually. That's a really good one. I didn't think of that one because he's gone now. No, he's not. I thought he was gone. Is he gone? I didn't think he was gone. Well, we gotta look this up now. Can't, I can't make a claim like that and not back it up. Did he retire? He might not have, actually. No, he's he's got projections according to baseball reference. Yeah. Yeah, he's I think, he's, I, think, I think this is the last year of his contract. Yeah, That's what, okay. signed through 2021. How wacky is that to say? This is the last year of his contract where, boy, oh, boy, you felt like you were given – like it felt like the Angels gave up a firstborn child to get him. And now we're on the – man. Man, oh, man. You know what's weird, though? It's like – as a fan of one of these teams that have these albatross contracts, like you, act, you get like excited when it's when it's up. Like that's, <laughs> I'm I'm serious. Like I felt the same way. I know you do. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> like I felt the same way with A Rod with Ellsbury when that was finally off the fucking books, and then the Yankees turn around and get Stanton, and they have like ten more years of the fucking guy. It's like, did you not learn your lesson from the last two times? Yeah. Like, like and I think teams are gonna start doing that because. Especially with what happened in 2020, like God knows what what can happen now. Like you could shut the fucking world down for a year, and no one's gonna blink an eye. But you know, like teams can't be giving out 15 year contracts or whatever it's gonna be. Ugh. What are we doing? And, and you know who's probably licking his chops right now is Francisco Lindor because he's gonna get more than Tatis. You think so? I think he he's gonna get more. Yeah, he will get more money per year in ACV. Yep, and that's all. That, I mean, that's that's the only reason I was saying that. I think he, I think he ends up with a with a bigger gross contract. I think he ends up being a four hundred million dollar man. He'll get at least thirty mil a year, whatever the terms are. He's going to get at least thirty mil a year. Um, yep. Because I think everyone, when they see baseball contracts, they just look at like the final number. But that doesn't. Not, it's yep. not. It's not indicative. It, it really is not. Like, I look at the Yankees signing DJ LeMayhew. For the six years, like he's making a lot less in market value over those six years for what he probably could have got. So that's a steal in my eyes. Good for player, good for team. Like mm-hmm. some of these other deals, I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. I don't know, Jim. I don't know, Jim. Uh, but what we do know is that wraps up another glorious episode of Gap to Gap. Always a pleasure with you, my friend. Always a pleasure. Never a chore. Here's to hope when we get paid like Fernando Tatis. Yes, uh, I'll take whatever the fucking terms are if we can get paid like that for what we do. Exactly. Uh, so this is going to drop on the 18th, and we are 10, 10 days away from baseball games being played on the television set once again. That's right. That's right. Uh, so actually, the next time we record, we will have schedules out. Oh, well, schedules are out, but we can actually start looking at games you know, mm-hmm. That don't mean anything, but we can look forward to. Yep. And uh, we got college baseball starting on Friday. That's right. It's going to be beautiful. And all you beautiful people will be along for the ride. Thank you so much for listening to Gap to Cap. Until next time, he's seven. I'm Tommy. We are out. See ya. Just die. Stick to 
side, super fly, took the shoes and they cool. Did exit out with all the bitches like we always do. My desire to retire, grow with every new crew. Cause he got.